This is Eternum Radio. Broadcasting from the peaks of Shattered Mountain to the New World. Okay, everybody, welcome to Eternum Radio. Uh, I am your host, Slacker, here joined with Ruko. Hello. And Big Papa. Howdy. So today we're going to go over, uh, we're going to start by going over what we're talking about today, and then I want to give an introduction to everyone that you're hearing, so you get uh, kind of get to know who we are as we kind of go on this adventure together. So today we're going to go over the news, what's happening in New Worlds, talk a little bit uh, about what has been coming out from the studio as of late. Today we're going to be talking about character progression and how that feature is working inside of uh, New World, uh, and if we like it, if we're excited about it, uh, what are we worried about. And then finally we're going to jump into the opinion segment, which... Uh, is going to revolve around that question of, you know, is, is paying money f- to catch up a good model in MMOs? So before we jump into all that, why don't we go ahead and start with introductions, uh, and I will start with myself. My name is Slacker. I have been playing MMOs, specifically World of Warcraft, uh, since pre-BC, so about 2006-2007, back in, um, in vanilla. Uh, absolutely loved it, shared an account with a good buddy of mine, and we played nonstop. Um... Over the years, got my own account, played through all the um, expansions, every single one I absolutely loved. I was working at GameStop, actually, when uh, Wrath of the Lich King came out and got to do the pre-release event for that, and that was, or the release event for that, and that was fantastic. Um, my favorite video game genres are everything from 4X strategy games to MMOs, sandboxes, survivals. I, I play just about everything, but you'll catch me playing, like, Warhammer Total War in between raiding sessions, so... Um, I also do lots of tabletop gaming, uh, from miniature gaming to board games. So I've played, you know, uh, Infinity the Game. It's one of my favorites. Uh, 40K um, to modern-day board games. So you'll catch me doing Kickstarters pretty regularly. Um, yeah, so that's a bit about me. Uh, Ruko, why don't you go ahead and go next? So my name is Ruko. Uh, I am a longtime World of Warcraft player. I've played World of Warcraft for about 13 years or so. I've raided for just as long. Um, and I've been a raid leader in that game for about seven years now, consistently. I am really big into other MMOs. I've most notably, I've probably played Destiny and Destiny 2 the most uh, since they've launched. I've also played a lot of single-player RPGs and a lot of tabletop games and uh, D&D, Edge of the Empire, uh, other other things like that. So I'm really excited to talk about New World and uh, get into the game, and uh, hopefully it's a big success. Uh, Big Papa? Yeah, I actually got my first dose of MMORPG with EverQuest, surprisingly. Um, (laughs) I had a... a, My mom's friend showed me the game, and it was back on um, one of those old PCs, and I played maybe five minutes of it, but I was addicted. And then I played... It was enough. Oh, yeah. And then I played World of Warcraft uh, off and on since pretty much uh, vanilla. And I've tried many other MMOs since and have always gone back to World of Warcraft, um, including Guild Wars, uh, Guild Wars 2, etc. Um, otherwise, I like board games, tabletop games, uh, you name it. Okay, so let's let's dive right into the news. Uh, so New World officially releases August 31st. And if you pre-order, you're going to get access to the closed beta on July 20th, uh, a month in advance. So the question on the table is, are you pre-ordering? I I, know, I just like how they call it a closed beta. Really, all you have to do is pre-order to get in. So. <laughs> not, um, not that It's close, very exclusive. But, yeah, it's very exclusive. 
I plan on pre-ordering. I think you two already have, correct? I haven't pre-ordered yet. I I just need to go. It's on my card in Steam. I just need to go buy it. So. I did pre-order it. I, I've and I've had an opportunity to play New World. Um, in the past, I I actually got access to the like a like a pre-alpha, where I wasn't allowed to share anything, and I absolutely loved it. And the game has changed a ton since then. And then I played it again. I think about a year ago, I was invited to another, uh, maybe a stress test weekend, and had a good time with it there as well. So I played it off and on, but I don't know if I will play during the beta, maybe dip my toes in, but certainly not get invested in it uh, until release. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I really just want to go in with a fresh mind um, and, and just experience it on, on day one, rather than getting a little bit of a preview um, a month early. I find that I, I enjoy games a little bit more when I'm able to freely explore without uh you know knowing i guess what's coming so, or so uh, i agree with that i've i've only looked at a few minor things just to kind of have an idea of of some of the mechanics and <clears throat> how the game's going to work but otherwise i've i've been pretty blind to it yeah and so that's kind of another goal of this podcast in particular is to make sure that um is that we're able to give you guys kind of a, a fresh look at the game as we were all experiencing it. We're spoiler-free, so in later episodes, we're going to have a lore segment where we'll talk about various quest lines and characters and stories because we love that aspect. But we won't do that uh, until the game has actually been released uh, and people get an opportunity to get get dug into it. And I think that's that'll be a, a fun adventure. Yeah, spoiler segment on the podcast. Yeah, Absolutely. The most recent news from New World's dev team is that they have released uh, an alpha update. Uh, June, it's part one. This is part of their final kind of push before the beta comes out that they need to test. Tons of stuff had happened here. There's a lot of big changes. They added 50 new armor sets. There's tons of new art updates to weapons, colors, armors. The UI has been retooled. Um, They've added new character opinion options, facial hairs, hairstyles, all that kind of stuff. And the combat has had some updated as well, uh, resolving some combat, PvP, and quality of life issues that we're having. And Big Papa's favorite is that sprinting will now be automatic. <laughs> you don't have to hold it down with your pinky. Honestly, I think Hallelujah. I'm about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I think, it was, I think initially it was bound to shift, and I think if I got rid of it. That that's that is a make or break for me. That's uh, if you want I know me to play is, your game, yeah. <laughs> don't make me hold down my pinky to sprint. Uh, then I'll play it longer. Well, it just seems odd in a <laughs> I don't know. I, it seemed odd to me than in, in a MMORPG like that that you would you would need a sprint key or something like. Or how that. about in today's modern gaming period? <laughs> just just have an option. Well, you, can... you know, it, you get tactical <laughs> shooters and games like that where you, you, it's important that you're not running as fast as you can. But even yeah. in those, typically there is an option to have a toggle. You can go into oh, the sure, options to sure, select sure. toggle, or you can have it off. Um, you know. Anyway. It, on that thread, I should have a toggle where I can infinitely roll as Link. Because everywhere I go, I'm always going faster with Link if I'm rolling. So just toggle on That's the right. roll just for, always Just button. the roll. All, okay, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, notable change that they introduced with these patch notes um, is that they've rebalanced the progression. And this actually ties really into what we're going to be talking about today. But 
essentially the developers had noted that people were kind of cruising through the mid and late game content as they were leveling and they were kind of bypassing a lot of the, the content there just leveling a bit too quick in the mid to late game so a lot of the things that were rewarding you xp that you were getting skill up with uh, has just been toned down and from the looks of it pretty well uh, to kind of slow down that process and all of us here are actually currently playing through WoW Classic, and we had a discussion about how the journey uh, and that progression is so important because a lot of MMOs are not getting that right right now. Uh, absolutely. I mean, um, I, I, I'm i fine with you know them to maybe toning it down a bit, but I, I think not doing all the content up front actually adds some replay value. Maybe you want to make another character and, and go back and do some of that content you missed, or maybe even do it in the end game when you're a little bit bored. I don't think... Your first playthrough on an MMO RPG, you need to do every single quest to hit max level. That that, that would seem a little bit tedious, in my opinion. I agree, and it's also it like you said, it makes it unfun if you decide to level another character, if you decide to have an alt, which I tend to do on MMOs. I like to experience the game from a different perspective, and having gone through the entire content on one character, it's it's I'm not going to want to do it again. Well, and that plays back into the kind of the XP um, boost issue, which I think we're going to discuss a little bit more later. Uh, but it, it just feeds into, <laughs> it almost feels like they're maybe designing it a little bit to, to encourage people if, if they were to put an XP boost in to, to do that, if they're stretching out the game longer. It incentivizes people to purchase an XP boost to get to, to the end game if if that's what they're looking for. So Well, and that's, that's the rub, right? I mean, where's the reward that you have in playing this game? Is the reward solely in the end game content? Because if it is, then people are just gonna dash through all of your leveling experience just to hit cap and start getting their gear and start working through that system. And that's what I feel uh, retail World of Warcraft has become where people are, you honestly, you just burst through the levels as fast as you can so that you can get to the real progression system which doesn't start until you hit level cap. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Retail World of Warcraft, I mean, leveling is, is almost pointless. It's basically used just to tell a story at this point. There's there's no real point of even uh, having levels in, in that game anymore. They, they, they're basically meaningless. You just want right. to hit max level and just start grinding for gear. And, uh, you know, I don't... I, I hope that's not what New World ends up being. Um, MMORPGs are, are at their best when you can actually enjoy the journey of leveling up, where you can actually see your character progress uh, over time. That That's a fun experience, and that, that should be part of the game, not just speeding through the content so you can get to the actual content, right? Yeah, taking your time to enjoy the new things as they come. Uh, like new abilities, you know, that's one thing about Classic WoW that's always been great is <clears throat> as you level up, you know, every other level you're going to get a new ability potentially or an upgraded one of what you currently have. And it's fun to experience that and, and try to work it into your rotation um, in combat. It's the experience is important. And that's one of that's one thing. One reason why I keep going back to World of Warcraft, actually, especially Classic, is because. Um, I enjoy the leveling in it. Uh, I know some people hate the grind, but it is fun to level a new class, and and, and it feels rewarding, even though it is, you could argue, longer than retail, but it feels like I've actually accomplished something, and I've gone through a lot of content with this character, um, and, and therefore it, it's a lot more rewarding and satisfying to see the end, the end goal met. So... 
let's this is a perfect segue let's start talking about our our core feature of today which is exactly that which is character progression so let's talk about how this system works in new world because it is it's some of these aspects will seem very familiar uh, but also it's kind of a fresh take on it so lots of things you can do within Aeternum, right uh, you're going to progress across three major different categories however you cut this cake though so you have your core attributes and those are going to break down into th your things like uh your your strength your dexterity your intelligence and they have specific stats behind them uh, so uh, you have core attributes trade skills and weapon mastery uh, and you are going to put points or earn progress in each of these three different categories we're going to talk about each of them one at a time so Let's start with the core attributes. As you're leveling, you're going to stick points into, like you're playing D&D, you're going to be sticking points into one of five different uh, attributes. You have strength, dexterity, intelligence, focus, and constitution. And each of them uh, are going to have milestones that you hit, and they will reward you in a specific way. But essentially, when you hit max level, I think it says you're you're gonna hit. You'll have spent 195 points, tops, okay, out of all these attributes that you can spend. However, there are rewards for going beyond that, and how you get beyond that is with the gear that you've earned. And to me, this feels very Destiny esque. You know, you you, you progress as far as you can, but then your gear is gonna carry you through to the next level. Uh, Ruko, would you agree with that? Uh, it's somewhat. I'd stat honestly, stats in like Destiny are far less important than they are in in most most games um and, and destiny honestly gear gearing isn't even that overly important i think the weapons you end up using are are kind of important but uh yeah it, destiny i i wouldn't compare it to destiny i mean honestly i i would compare it more to like um like divinity original sin or, or something something more along those yeah. lines um where where you you know you're still going to get some items and stuff like that but the, these core stats are, are going to be the you know the main way that you gain or, or progress your character i guess and, and gain extra okay, attributes so, so here's the rub this is this is the part that it is has kind of got me really intrigued is that um so you've got by the time you've hit max level you've spent about 195 points right yeah let's look at strength when you spend 50 points into strength, you get a new bonus. And that bonus gives you an extra 5% to melee weapons with light attacks and a 10% mining speed uh, bonus. When you hit 100 points, you get 10% damage to melee weapons and heavy attacks, and you get plus 20 to your encumbrance. So now you can carry more goods. And so every 50 points, up to 300 points, are these big milestones to hit. Yeah, I am curious how that's going to work, or e even the incentives, because I know they mentioned like diminishing returns on on stats um, beyond a certain point, and uh, you know how how worth it is it going to be to get some of these bonuses versus um, sinking them in, into another another core ability, I guess. It kind of so we 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 can define what's cool about a new world is that is a truly a a classless system there's no classes right but there kind of is there still kind of is right if you're putting all your points into strength yeah. you're not about to pick up a bow where you need higher decks no you're you're not gonna start 
you know, doing caster weapons and things like that if you're putting strength in, right? So uh, is it a castless system? Kind of. I, I mean, I think there's definitely some room for, like, you know, hybrid bids. You're not, you're not forced into a single class. And, and one thing they've mentioned is that you are going to be able to respec um, these these core abilities for a in-game fee, right? That it'll it'll increase, yes. so you can't just do True. it freely. Um, so you know, at any point, if you if you want, you can you you can go from being this tanky brawny melee swinger to a, a caster. Uh, if that's what you want to do, uh, you don't have to re-level a new character, which which is kind of nice. I think some people still obviously yeah. will, um, and and just keep those separated. But what's fascinating about that is supposedly the fee is more expensive the higher amount of uh, attribute points you have, or the higher level you are technically. The more committed you are to it. Yeah, so that way you know when you're young, a low level and, and exploring your your options you can respec at a much cheaper cost but i wonder how drastically the fee increases as you get higher level um i did have a question and this is you know due to my lack of knowledge of the game because i have not looked too much into it i i heard that you could level up all the different maybe it was the trade skills and the gathering skills like you can do any of those and all of them um but attributes you can't. Attributes you have to pick and choose where you spend those points. Is that is? Am I understanding that correctly? Right. So you have weapon masteries and you have trade skills, and both of those level up Skyrim style. You level it up more as you use it. Right. Um, so ultimately, you can get really high in your bow, which is a Dex focused uh, weapon. And you can get really high in your great axe, which is a strength-focused weapon. Um, but those are in two different attributes, making that less than optimal. Right. So the one thing I've heard too is that there, so the soft cap for spending points is 195. Right. Is that and and how many points are you getting again over the course of leveling up? What's the maximum amount you'll ever get? Well, that is over the one ninety five. As far as I'm oh. reading it, it's one ninety five. But that you can go higher with gear. With gear, right? So gear will will add extra core abilities, but uh, right. you know you're getting one hundred ninety five points to to put into them by yourself. And, and so that hence the soft cap there. I that makes a lot more sense now. Now you can go up to potentially three hundred then with gear, or is there is there a is there a hard cap? I don't know how realistic that is that someone gets up to 300, but it is, it has a bonus. But you, you said there are some passive abilities at 300, right? You said there so, are some benefits right. to it. Yes. Okay. So strength at 300 gives you light and heavy attacks with melee weapons gain uh, grit, 25% chance to fully mine an ore node with a single swing. So it is, it is realistic then, but but you might not. Well, I mean, I don't maybe know how much you're it is spending in game. all of your points. Or get, uh, right. Yeah, right. Your gear is very focused on strength. Could be. Right. So, and that kind of leads me into one of my concerns here is I love this idea that it's a classless system. I can customize my character however I want. But if I'm going to focus on, I, you know, dexterity because I want to do archery uh, or be a bowman, I'm going to go into skinning because I naturally benefit from the skinning. Uh, bonuses. So, for example, uh, fifty points plus ten skinning for sk sorry, plus ten skinning speed, hundred points plus twenty percent haste for three seconds after skinning, one fifty. 
10% decrease in weight of skinned items, and so on and so on. So as someone who's specced in dexterity, I don't know if I'm going to go do those other trade skills because I've specced into dexterity, and I feel that's a loss opportunity. But but you like, can, Loss though. of choice. You can, though. Can't you get any trade skill all the way up to max? Yeah, you can. It's just so, not going to be as efficient. Sure, well, yeah. but you can. And that, that yeah. honestly, if it were me, and maybe I'm going against the grain here, I would prefer that you couldn't level up all the trade skills. That I typically prefer when, really? when you feel unique in a game and you have to pick and choose what, uh, you know, what you, like, in WoW, there's, there's two professions, right? You have to sure. pick which professions you do. In this game, it sounds like you can get all your professions. So, you know, that doesn't encourage a good in-game economy, in my opinion. And, and you know, maybe uh, maybe it takes forever to level these up. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's not optimal to do it. But some people are going to do it. Um, and if yeah. it's easy, then I'll be disappointed uh, because I don't, you know, like I said, it doesn't encourage a good in-game economy. It doesn't feel, it doesn't make your character feel more unique um, because, you know, maybe I am a bowman who, for whatever reason, decided to only focus on mining because that's all I could do. Um, you know, that's unique. Um, but anyway, that that's just my opinion there. I don't know how you guys feel. Well, I, you know, my, my guess is the reason, you know, they're, they're allowing you to do all these trade skills is so that you can respec, right? They, they've made it clear you can respec. And so if you do respec, then you don't need to go out and necessarily relevel an entire different profession that matches the bonuses you're now now getting from from your trade, right? Well, well, that's the question I have. Uh, the question I have is is I thought respecting was only for your core attributes. It is not for it, it is, trade but skills. like if you're going to respec your core attributes, you might get you know if you might get a bonus from mining, and you might change that over to to skinning or 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 whatever it is, right? And but you could have potentially already have have the skinning leveled up, so you don't have to spend all that time leveling up the skinning if if you've already done it. And and I think it kind of lets you you know change things around a little bit more freely without having to re-level everything up um which actually sounds sounds kind of nice i i i don't want to undervalue the importance of making choices in a uh rpg i i think that is absolutely crucial but um you know if they're allowing you if this is a classless system and they've got bonuses tied to these core abilities that are going to affect your trade professions it, it makes sense to be able to uh level up all of these professions as well and to be fair it is targeting specifically the gathering professions or so i can so i'm reading okay so logging mining fishing harvesting tracking and skinning these are your gathering professions whatever you gather still needs to be refined and then crafted so it still has these two additional steps so i i guess i am okay with it i, I just uh I'm skeptical. I, could, I will remain skeptical. But you could still learn all of those, all the refining, yes. yeah. all of the yeah. Yeah. Right. crafting. You can. Um, and, and yeah, I you, think there's. You know. I get what you're saying, uh, Ruko, but I, I do think that there are other ways to do it. I, I don't know. I, it's my opinion. I'm probably a, amongst a small crowd, but I, I generally don't like when you know you can level up every potential skill even if it's just the trade skills you know well i i don't know. professions have always kind of seemed like a afterthought to me in mmo but not in this game this game it's a bigger right. deal and and, and that's right. why that's exactly kind of why i think they've they've gone this route uh, they don't you know maybe you get to the end game you don't like your play style um 
and so you, you respec, you don't want to have to miss out. And on top of learning maybe a new playstyle with new core attributes and new weapons and things like that, uh, you would have to go out and level up a new profession that, that would give you a bonus for that. I, I think they're just trying to streamline that a little bit, make it, make it a little bit easier, or uh, to, to respec into something else or try something else new. Um, which I'm fine with. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I think choices are important in MMORPG, and, and I, I agree. I don't think it's particularly good for an RPG's economy. Um, no, but, uh, and I, I, I can see why I think, you know, this decision was made. You can kind of do all the things. And on, honestly, I mean, from a, I guess, lore perspective, it's never made sense that you've been limited to just you know, a, a couple of side professions that you could do. It, it seems like something you could level up, you know, everything anyway. So I, that's my Well, opinion, I would argue against that from a, from a lore perspective or even a historical perspective. Typically, well, you did yeah, but trade. You sure, became but an you, apprentice you also, and you learned and then, you know, then you taught that trade if you ever Sure, did. but you also didn't go out and fight monsters with a bow and arrow usually, <laughs> right? So, yeah, but you, you know, usually just stuck to that trade. So we're, we're already doing <laughs> a lot of different things here. So I, you might as well be able to learn different professions. They did shoot, so. uh, they did hunt their game, and they did fight in warfare, so, you yeah, know. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's quite the same, but, who, you know, who's, who's to say, I guess. So. Just because there were so the enemy were the monsters in this case, right? That's you know, it's all a matter of sure. perspective. Well, yeah. let's talk a little bit more about our combat <laughs> system. We're not going to get too heavy into the actual combat because we're going to have that in another episode. Um, but we are going to talk about the progression system that's tied to it, which is your weapon mastery tree. And this is kind of similar to having a talent tree for the weapons that you're wielding. And as you use weapons, you will be putting more points into them. And progressively, you will unlock uh, new tiers in these trees and you'll have so many points to spend and each weapon kind of has uh, two different trees that you can work your way down and so if you want to spend 10 points in the left side of the tree and then 10 points in the right side of the tree you can do that so that they're going to have different attributes on both of them um what makes this interesting is that you recognize that the weapons that you are holding define uh how you are uh, playing your character Weapons give you specific skills. They give you three different skills as you level them up. So in, at max level, you'll have three different skills per weapon in total, and you can switch between two weapons at the same time. You can have two weapons that you're holding onto that you can switch between, ultimately giving you a total of six abilities that you can juggle across however many weapons they've already released into the game. It's a pretty cool system. I like it. I love, you know, the old... I guess it's... Yeah, the old Skyrim way of doing things where if I'm using this weapon, I'm gaining points in it, I'm getting skills. But if I find a cool new hatchet, well, maybe I'm going to switch over here. I'm going to start using that for a while and get some points and get this new cool ability that I really like. Yeah, and I, it plays really, really well in the game. Yeah, I I, I would agree. I, I think it sounds it sounds awesome. I, I think overall, um, well, I, the talents on, talents on weapon skills sounds very intriguing. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of room for, for variety on how you use weapons and uh, you know, you might decide you want to go a different route. They did mention you can also respect those talent trees within weapons as well if you want um, for for a cost, of course. But I, I, you know, I, I think overall this is um, this is kind of sounding almost like a like Monster Hunter World, where where your weapon kind of becomes your class, uh, whatever yeah. your whatever your wielding at the time is is going to dictate how you your play style and but not only that with the with the talents that that is also going to influence it so you, you might have two people using the same weapon but playing 
playing totally different, which which I think is really really cool. Yeah, I agree. And this talent system I find is a perfect balance between what World of Warcraft's talent system used to be and what it is today. So what it used to be is that classic tree where I'm putting points in, I'm working my way down a tree, I'm making decisions as I go where I want my buffs, and they were incremental changes, but I felt like I was making a decision, and now I'm choosing between three different core abilities every 15 levels, or whatever the new, after the new level redesign, what it is now. In the system, it's a real nice mix of those two things. How many trees are there per you know, uh, weapon, I guess? So each weapon has two different trees you can work your way down. So almost like two different specs, if you will. Right. So for example, the hatchet has a berserker tree and then it has a throwing tree. So you can you know, skill up in throwing your hatchet, which is freaking awesome. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. each talent within that tree becomes essentially an ability that you can use. Correct. So they'll have three different abilities in there, uh, and then different perks that you can put your push points towards. That's cool. I like, and I think Rook and I have talked about this before. If you're gonna have a talent system, I think I agree that it should be, um, like, it should feel good when you get that talent. With World of Warcraft, I think one of the flaws was that it was just too small of an increment like you were getting a one percent change in classic yeah thank you in classic specifically you were getting i still prefer the i still think i prefer that talent system but i do think well i don't know i don't know i i do think overall you want a bigger change whenever you're investing in a talent you know especially if you're only getting it every few levels at least in world of warcraft classic you were getting it you know every level you were getting a point to spend so there's that but it's still you know, when you invested the point, you might not have felt that change immediately. Over time, you'll you'll you might see it, um, but I do prefer seeing it immediately if possible. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, just talents that say, "Oh, it increases your damage by another one percent," is it's just boring, and it, you don't see the change in it. I and I I hope that's not what these talent trees. Um, end up being they're not just like oh you get five percent more damage with your hatchet when you're throwing it or, or something like that I, ho- I hope they're a little more meaningful and, and allow you to interact more with what you're doing with the weapon rather than just a raw damage buff or something like that in my past experience that's what it felt like but it's been a while since i've been in in the game but it did if i recall correctly it, it still felt every time i was putting a point in i was very excited for the new effect that it was going to have well, that's good. And, I, it, I, and it felt substantial. And it felt like yeah, you noticed it. Well, I mean, it. some of them I'm, are like, I just got a new ability. I'm pulling that to my bar. Oh, that's awesome. Right. So you, yeah. I'm sticking this on, uh, I think, QR and F are like some of the default keys that they have it uh, plugged into. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could feel the change pretty. Wait, the default keys aren't one through six? <laughs> They're actually yeah. key bound to places you can reach? <laughs> we can, uh, we're we're going to go into that too when we go into our combat <laughs> deep dive. Uh, cool. Well, um, I, I was going to say one other thing. Uh, so so that's the main way you get the abilities that is only through the talent system, or are there other Correct. ways you can get abilities? That's it. That's okay. the way you're... That's the way you're fighting that that's what you're that's kind of what defining is what is defining your play style and armor doesn't give you i mean it'll does it ever give you any passive uh abilities or is it only attribute points into a specific attribute i'm sure there'll be some of that effect but i we'll have to wait and see yeah okay jury's still out on that i wouldn't be able to tell you so so that's the progression system again 
recapping, three core aspects of it. Core attributes, you're putting points into D&D style, leveling, you know, you, you level up, you get five points to spend, whether you're putting in strength, dexterity, intelligence, focus, or constitution. Uh, and each of those have their own bonuses. Um, strength, you're dealing more damage with your melee and light weapons, uh, giving extra damage on stuns. Dexterity, higher chance to crit. Uh, bonus points for backstabbing. Intelligence, uh, light to heavy magic attacks are now being focused, so you're kind of your, your spellcaster uh, attribute. Focus is giving you mana regeneration, healing output, uh, kind of your utility almost d point dump, uh, and your constitution is going to give you extra additional health. I'm actually curious if I will be spreading points like I do in D&D and say, oh, I got to make sure I put a couple of points into constitution and then keep pumping it into dexterity or what. And I'm glad they have that reroll system built in. And then weapon masteries, the talent system where you're getting, gaining the abilities, and finally the trade skills, gathering, refining, and crafting. Does this feel like meaningful progression? I, I think so. I, I think more so with the weapons than necessarily the core um, attributes. Uh, I think that's really where you're going to notice the biggest progression. The core attributes seem like they're just here to help with whatever weapon and weapon style you're kind of choosing to, to play at the time and, and enhance that experience. So you, or at least stay relevant with the content um, that you're you're working on. Um, I, I am really glad they're putting in the respec because I know that... Uh, I, I know that I'm going to make mistakes when, when yeah. while, while leveling <laughs> up. So, level. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, that's uh, that's gonna that's gonna happen. So I I think the progression is going to be good. I'm I'm excited to see it in action. One one more thing to tease you though, that I I'm just looking at this, and it's got me scratching my head. You have so weapons are gonna are gonna bonus off of different attributes that you're using. For example. Uh, a hatchet bonuses off of strength and dexterity. Um, a musket bonuses off of dexterity and intelligence. There is only one weapon that bonuses off of your focus, and that's the life staff, uh, which is dealing healing. Only one weapon for that for, for that stat for healing dump. at all. I, I that seems. I, I hope they expand that. That's that's what I can say. I, I, one weapon for all of healing or utility seems kind of odd to me, but uh, I, I guess we'll see how it plays out. I 100% agree. I want I want more options. <laughs> well, if you have if you're if you're swapping out two different weapons, I'm assuming you're dumping points into both focus and intelligence. So I'm curious if this means that it can is focus going to be important of important enough that everyone's going to be dumping points into focus at least a little bit meaning that anybody could heal if they had a life staff on them that would be pretty great will will focus be important enough to dump into regardless of if you use life staff too that's a great question that's another question i i mean it, it might be because that's how you increase your mana which is the only resource in the game right that's that's what you're using for your spells or abilities yeah, as far as I can see. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, so supporting stats like that, um, at least in MMORPGs, tend tend to be great while you're leveling up for everybody, uh, but they they are not great once you hit the end game unless you're you're a support uh, type build. 
Um, so I I don't know. I I think you know this game is going to be new if people are going to still be figuring out and whether or not you know you're going to want to put points into focus and constitution if you're not a tank or a healer. And my, my guess is you're probably going to need at least some. Um, but I I you know I think it would be not fun if you had to sink a significant amount of points into those trees uh because that's you know if you're playing a melee class or or a caster class you don't want to spend points on that you want to spend points on on your intellect or your strength or your dexterity right that's that's where the fun comes in for you uh you know and if you are a healing class putting points in focus is is going to be more fun for you right um but i don't know we'll we'll see what happens i guess yep. it's it sounds like they it sounds like that they're going ah. again. I I don't know because it sounds like to me just based off of hearing the the soft cap and the hard cap, um, with the core attributes, sounds like they're going to want to encourage you to focus on one attribute just so you can get the potentially get the max uh, with your gear, right? Well, it, it not, sounds not like necessarily. It, but if we're doing, it, well, but if we're doing a very PvP focused game, which this will be. If I completely neglect constitution, I, even if I'm like focusing on strength so I can deal damage as a melee DPS class, per se, I'm going to get hosed in PvP. I'm not going to be able to level up. I'm not going to be able to exist in the world because i got no constitution. There has to be some balance here. Right, So, so but then the question becomes, is it possible to hit a max, like that hard limit, in a specific core attribute if you are trying to balance like is that a possibility it should be based on what it sounds like you're correct it sounds like you're going to want to balance just for the pvp aspect so you can you know survive and have enough resource mana to to actually use your abilities and etc but will it still be possible to hit that max cap to get that sweet bonus you know at the end of an attribute if you try to balance yeah well and i you know i i really hope it's not required i I think it'd be fun to be able to do some hybrid builds, and they and they already mentioned like some of these weapons scale off both dexterity and strength, right? So right, you, you're, you're, there's going to be you know hybrid builds, but I I, I don't want to feel like um, people are forced to, to follow an exact particular build uh, in order to be competitive or or viable necessarily. And I, I know I the, the community is going to figure out what the best optimum route is within a few weeks, probably. Um, but, you know, I, I think having a little, at least a little bit of breathing room where you can customize your character a little bit more to how you want to play it uh, would, would be good. So, you know, that's going to be a lot of balancing and it's kind of on the develop, development team with that. So, I, I agree with that. Um, I just wonder why have a a, a max cap ability or passive that you can reach if it's not possible to do it with balance well, I, or with you yeah, know I, I'm sure I'm sure it's possible, um, it, but you don't necessarily maybe you don't necessarily want to or at least not all the time, and uh, it, you know we'll we'll see what happens. Again, they they mentioned diminishing returns with some of these stats yeah. anyway. Um, right, after, that's a good point. Uh, so we'll we'll see how how it ends up being balanced out. And, uh, For now, we can theory craft. Yeah. Until yeah. they let us yeah. know. <laughs> well, and even our theory crafting is not going to be that great because we don't have a ton of information. <laughs> so, <laughs> but. so let's let's move on to our uh, final segment for this episode, um, where we're going to be talking about paying dollars to catch up in MMOs. So, to provide some context here. Uh, 
it was hinted at that the alpha players so the alpha players started testing the in-game store and said hey check this out please test it and in there were viable boosts for services like those trade skills and experience boosts um, that you could purchase and alpha players did break their nda and kind of disclosing like oh my gosh this is going on and kind of red flags flew up um and and uh, New World did respond. So Rich Lawrence, who's the studio director over there at New World, says, our plan to having in having a store is to create an outlet for players who find enough value in store items that they are happy to purchase them. Our plan is not, and never will be, to create a feeling that store items are necessary to enjoy the game. All players will be able to play the full game experience we ship without having to make in-store purchases. They did allude to the fact, end quote, they did allude to the fact uh, that the in-game store will include cosmetics, and they are considering a battle pass type solution. It's important to remember that uh, New World will be a you buy it once, and then there's no monthly subscription fee. This is how they're going to be sustaining their game is with this in-game cash shop, um, and that's that's kind of where we're at here. So when we are paying money to use this catch-up mo model, when is this useful? My question is. When is this useful? And most importantly, when is this damaging? Because a lot of players are shouting, ah, it's pay to win. It's now pay to win if I can just XP boost and get those stats up faster than anyone else. What are our thoughts? Um, my, my general thoughts for in-game stores are I don't like them, but you know, as long as they don't uh, actually affect how, how I am going to play the game, that's fine. I don't care. People want to spend their money on cosmetics, whatever. If you implement a, av you know, a very obvious pay-to-win system, it's a hundred percent not okay. Uh, I I don't know that an XP boost is gonna be paid to win necessarily, but it it seems almost like it's pay to skip content. And if you have this brand new game, why would you encourage people to pay more money to skip the content they just purchased? That that they doesn't. They did seem mention. To be fair, they did mention that this wouldn't be implemented until much later. Well, even, um, even I, I, I maybe maybe so, but that even then they're still going to be getting new players in, right? Even if it's six months down the true. road, they're still going to be getting new Hopefully. players in, <laughs> and some of them are going to purchase an XP boost and play through the game very quickly, and they're not going to have the same experience that same some people had uh, when they played it on launch. Right, I you can tell when people boost like a character in World of Warcraft, they have no clue what they're doing. None. They they don't know what they're doing. They haven't been out in the world long enough and played their uh you know played with their abilities enough to know how how to do it correctly. Now I know there's going to be people who want an XP boost so that they can uh you know maybe have an alt and not have to do all the content again but again that kind of speaks to me that the content maybe it's not very good or doesn't have a lot of replayable value and i i really hope that's not the case um yeah. and this and, and especially with the respecking option as well i why how how many people are going to really want to play alts if you can just spec into to something exactly. else i that doesn't exactly. that doesn't make sense to me if you can it sounds like a one character game because because of the fact that you can you know, obviously you can make more than one character because you have limited core attributes. But, but there are the trade skills that you can, you know, you can level up all of them on one character. So there's really, and, and you can respec, like you said. So there's really no point in necessarily creating alts, especially if the fee for respecing at max level isn't too costly. 
I agree with you, Ruko, um, that ultimately it's, I feel like it's detrimental to the game to have an in-game store. I know some games, I mean, that's the, I think the majority of game like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a model that's used by a lot of games nowadays. Um, I think paying to boost your experience, I, here's the thing, if that's available in the store, to me it's a sign that the developers don't care that you enjoy the game. They just want the money, right? They just want to make money. And I get that making money is an important part of continuous development of a game. Um, but I feel like it's, it's I don't know, it's a, it's a, I don't know. In my opinion, it's not a good thing. I, I think it, it ruins the game overall. Like you said, you get players that really don't know what they're doing uh, or really understand uh, their character or even care about you know the, the world at that point. You're just getting people that are paying to win. But you're right. The other side of that is, is it technically pay to win to boost a character? Not necessarily because you're still, if you're not paying to win, you know, if you're not paying to boost, you can still get to max level just as, you know, just like someone who's paying to boost. But it does take away from the game overall. I, I don't so know. I'll I'll challenge you on that a little bit though. I I think that catch up mechanics within games that like MMOs are imperative. If I step away, for, for example, if we're playing World of Warcraft and you know we we've just played the latest expansion, we're super excited. The next patch drops, but my life gets a little hectic. The next patch drops, but I'm ready to jet dive back in. Do I need to grind that whole previous patch to get the gear and get the progression that I need in order to play in the current content? Having a form of some sort of catch-up mechanic is fantastic. So I like that there's catch-up mechanics so you can get back into the game and you can catch up with your friends and you can play. I don't like that it's behind a paywall. They can A cash-up option for an MMO, it's fine. I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't like battle passes. I don't like cash shops. Maybe that's just me because uh, I actually prefer a subscription model over these options. Yeah. I'd rather invest in a game that I felt was getting that continual investment than one where it's like, oh, we got to come out with a really new cool store mount so that everyone will give us more money. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to buy that. I'd like to support the games in different ways. Well, well and, even so I don't know. Even for cosmetics, that's a big deal to use Slacker is, is the cosmetics. And right. I, I remember that's – yes. That's one reason why you didn't like Guild Wars 2 when we started playing that. I tried to get you to play it. I, I actually enjoyed the mechanics of combat in Guild Wars 2. And I, and I personally, when it comes to MMOs, like cosmetics aren't a big deal to me. Um, I do like getting the best gear I can. What it looks like isn't a huge deal. But to Slacker, it's a huge deal. And that turned you off seeing an in-game store in Guild Wars 2 where you can some of the coolest cosmetics you can get you were behind a paywall and right. you didn't necessarily need to do anything in the game to get them. That is disappointing. And even for someone that doesn't care too much about cosmetics, it is disappointing to see the coolest thing, you know, the coolest armor set, someone walking by with an armor set that looks fantastic. And then you find it on the store and that's how you get it. That's the only way you get it. That is disappointing. And anyway, so yeah, in-game stores I'm are, are, are generally a no-no to me, depending on the kind of game. But for an MMO, especially, I'm it's a no-go for me. It's, I. It's kind of funny that um, the director said that you would be able to have the full experience. I mean, that's fundamentally incorrect. If you're paying forty dollars and you can't unlock everything 
in game just by playing in game you have to pay additional money to lock unlock things even if it's just cosmetics you can't you don't have access to the full experience on launch if part of this stuff is behind a paywall even if through it's a store like that's that's just not correct um i mean there was a time when games shipped and <laughs> that's they they shipped how they were and you couldn't unlock everything in you didn't ever have to worry about paying for stuff and i know that's not the world we live in anymore but but it is a shame that uh you know, we don't get access to, like you said, some of the cooler looking things, potentially, unless we, we pay extra money to it. Now, sometimes that's not an issue, right? Like, like it's, depending on how you design your game, and, and again, to go back what Big Papa was saying, I didn't like Guild Wars because I saw some of those armor sets, like, that's such a cool armor set, but I just got to pay 20 bucks to get it. Because part of the reward of an MMO is earning this gear set. And this gear looks awesome, and you can only get it from this specific raid, and you only, you know, you earned it, and you wear it with pride, and, you know, then WoW introduced transmogging and how easy that was, and ah, that kind of disenchanted me with earning these great armor sets. But you know what game does it really, really well? Sea of Thieves. I don't care how much cosmetics they come out with, because my end goal in that game is not the cosmetics. It's a bonus. My end game in that is my is the rep system uh, and it's different and while that does still does have some cosmetic rewards it's also providing titles and different things so i i don't feel like in sea of thieves i i i, I think the cash up's totally warranted i think it has a home there uh, you can get these new cosmetic sets no problem uh, introduce the pets sure not not a, not, not a big deal but in an mmo where it's all about getting to the raid and set collections and getting this whole armor set so that you look like just a total badass at the end of the day, you lose some of that progression when you introduce it in the cash. I was like, I could just buy it. And if you go to New World site, they do have an example of which armor set comes from the cosmetic store and which ones were coming from uh, the in-game content. They still look great. Both, both sides look great. So certainly the in-game looks very comparable to the cosmetic and the cosmetic looks compared to comparable to the in-game i just i feel it creates a uh, a loss of progression of a feeling of reward when i can just pay dollars for it i'd rather honestly i'd rather pay for a catch-up than i would like some catch-up mechanic than i would for a cool armor set but that's just me <laughs> here's a question then um and this is kind of changing gears, so I don't know if you had any other comment, Ruko. No, go ahead. Ask the question. Go ahead. Okay. The, the question is then, for an MMO, for an MMORPG, what do you guys think? And I have my answer. What do you think is the best payment model then for an MMO? Or, yeah, cash money. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, as much as I hate subscription models, I mean, that's pro probably the one you have to go to. I mean, MMOs are designed to be a, a game as a live service, right? Something that evolves, something they're going to continue to develop over time. And having a subscription fee kind of makes sense to that. I think uh, what we pay for World of Warcraft is absurd. I think $15 a month is absolutely bonkers. Um, even if they say it's just access or server fees, it's, it, I mean, they're they're making, I don't, I can't even imagine how much money they make just off subscription fees in that game. And then on, <laughs> on, on top of that, though, like, if you're going to be you doing a game as a live service i almost feel like people don't should need to buy an expansion or uh 
or even even potentially the base game. I mean, if we're paying you money every single month to develop this game, I even within like even if it was five dollars a month, over the course of a year, we're paying you the same amount we would pay for a brand new AAA game that's taken multiple multiple years of development, and we've paid you all of this money for like a single year of development. And now some of that does get invested into to future development of the game, but um, I mean World of Warcraft right now you you pay. You pay the expansion fees, which are like forty, fifty dollars, plus the fifteen dollar a month fee, plus the in-game shop stuff, which I mean is literally just—it's it, ridiculous amount of money they they want you to pay in order to play this game. I I think I'm fine with the subscription model for for an MMO, um, or I and if the game is free to play, I honestly don't even mind a a store, but I I think. Um, Paying, paying the money up front and then not being able to get a or not being able to get access to the actual full experience where you can actually earn some of the coolest stuff in the game feels really bad it it just does yeah i i agree i wholeheartedly agree and i'm going to take another stab at this and say that i think the the best model for mmos is a subscription base and the reason I love subscription-based content is because as a consumer, as a player of the game, I feel I have more power uh, in showing my dissatisfaction by hitting unsubscribe than I do with any other the, of the models. Like, don't incent... So I think, like, games like League of Legends and, uh, you know, Fortnite, where they have a battle pass system and cosmetics... They're all like kind of a model of where they get a burst of cash and they burn through that until they hit the next big release. Boom. And then a burst of cash and they burn through that until they hit their next big update, their next battle pass, whatever it is. And the thing is, is those payments are up front. Like I I see it looks kind of cool. Say, man, this is kind of a cool theme they're going for. All right, I'll buy the battle pass. All right, I'll buy the cosmetics, whatever. I've given them the, their money. Their money. It doesn't matter over the weeks that follow how good that content is because i've already given them the money that they need to survive for the next round right but if they are on a cash flow based system like how world of warcraft uh used to be then when i hit unsubscribe their monthly income goes down a little bit and they can see oh gosh our our we're losing customers and and i think that's a much better reflection of how people are feeling about your game than the forms because you just you gotta wade through so much disgusting crap in the forums and you know people on Twitter and all over Reddit and it's like oh yeah. this is the worst system ever oh, this game is dead it's never gonna happen yeah whatever it's I I, I think that the a month to month subscription base over everything else especially battle passes and cosmetics is far preferred. I agree. I, 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 my answer would be subscription base as well. And, and I'll give a couple more reasons why I think this is just to, to match what you guys say real quick. Um, one, look at the, what has been the longest lasting MMO, right? And that has been World of Warcraft. That's the one with the largest player base and the one that's long lasted the longest. And they have that model. And one of the reasons why I think besides the fact that, you know, they can have continuous stream of revenue for develop, excuse me, for development, um, and that they can see when there's a dip in subscription uh, income because of players are unhappy. Besides all those things, which are also 
contributing factors, um, I think you get the most dedicated players to the game because you're getting people that are willing to pay a monthly fee to play the game. I agree. Um, yeah. And I think that's a fantastic thing. You're not getting these free-to-play MMOs where you're getting just trolly players all the time. Now, you know, you're going to have trolls all the time in any MMO, but you get more dedicated players. You get people that are willing to play the game longer because they're paying this fee and they're investing their, their, their money into it over time. A lot of money. I agree with Ruko. Is $15 the right amount? Not necessarily. <laughs> no, not necessarily. And should you pay an expansion on top of that? Absolutely not. I think maybe the, per- maybe the, maybe the perfect model would be a subscription fee, you know, maybe 10 bucks and expansions, right. Are, you still pay a, a small um, an amount, but it's very small compared to other games. It shouldn't be a full retail price game um, if you're paying a a subscription fee on top of that. But anyway, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, um, I I yeah. So I think we're all in agreement that I, I think a subscription fee for an MMO is is probably the best model. Um, <laughs> but but certainly not doing all three where you pay for the game and have a store and have a subscription. Thankfully, World New World's not not doing that. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, even with the the store though and and catch up mechanics and things like that, it, it just it feels like they're being they're being greedy. And Amazon, this is run by Amazon, the most lucrative corporation in the world. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, they they just have money flowing out their butts all the time um i, I they had what they had a failed game last year crucible the the studio did i mean, it doesn't right. even phase them they weren't even scared to shut that thing down i i don't feel like they need extra money and uh, you know just it, it feels like people are going to get turned off by this idea and they're risking a lot for what to them is is probably very little um, by implementing the store and potentially XP boosts and things like that. So, well, I think the good news is that the the fans and everyone following the game and the community at large was very vocal uh, about their disdain yeah. in this cash shop and in the catch up models and and I think that um, you know New World has reacted to that. I don't know if their reaction has been as great as everyone wanted it to be, but it was. But it was there. Um, well, that is our time for today. I want, first of all, I want to thank uh, Ruko and Big Papa for joining us today. Um, you'll see them both pretty regularly on our show as we move forward. Um, we'll probably be releasing episodes every other week, weekly, kind of uh, as content is arriving, as we get opportunities to actually play the game and get our hands on it. Again, the game is releasing at the end of August, but you'll have a chance to play it for the first time on July 20th if you have pre-ordered for that uh, closed beta access. With that, guys, any any parting thoughts? No, I uh, I overall I'm very excited for the game, and I I really hope it turns out to be a big success. So I am cautiously optimistic. I <laughs> do look forward to playing, mostly because my friends are playing and the combat system. Well. The mechanics look intriguing. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Couldn't agree more. Well, hey, on our next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the factions within New World uh, and what they look like uh, and what that means in having a three di- instead of a horde versus alliance, you've got three different factions uh, and the other factions you'll be opposed to, and it's going to matter which one you pick, and we'll talk about that more 
in our next episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you've liked this content, make sure you give it a good old thumbs up uh, and, and share the love, and we'll talk with you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Good to live.